Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Welcome, everyone. Huddle Up Podcast. We are live once again, Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. We're glad to be back with you as we uh, are inching so much closer to the end of live and uh, in-season, in-postseason NFL football, but we are going to do our best to make sense of it while it's still here. Uh, and then uh, we will make sense of the offseason when we get there. Uh, but we are glad to have you again for another week. Make sure you are following us on social media at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok on YouTube as well at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, make sure you get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, you can find the link to all of that stuff as well as uh, all of our uh, podcast feed. There you go. If you're watching us on the video, you can see Kyle. Uh, doing the uh, merchandising, merchandising, doing the modeling right there. The student of the game T-shirt that you can find uh, over there. Shit on me. <laughs> over there on the uh, on the T Public Store, you can get all of those links and everything else huddle up related uh, in the link tree on uh, on our Facebook, Twitter, uh, and YouTube pages. So uh, we appreciate your support each and every week. We got Matt. We got Kyle here. Uh, EJ. Will be, maybe, should be joining us at some point. Allegedly. Um, and we, we in the mix here. I don't see why he's. <laughs> I know, man. This is uh, this is you know this is his time. But uh, we will start with student of the game, Kyle Nash. How we doing this week, my friend? Listen, honor, joy, and privilege. I, I give you. I uh, appreciate you giving me the opportunity uh, to play with my throat being sore. And uh, unlike Jaden, I will be the one that hurts. Oh boy ridiculous uh <laughs> please let the pod audience know that while jim was at the soundboard i was suddenly drinking my coffee there you go uh and uh matt how we doing this week doing very well a solid football weekend in in my household again uh wasn't displeased with any of the finishes so i'm sure we will talk more about that moving forward but i mean a fun weekend overall 
Yours was the one game that wasn't competitive. <laughs> Mike Mike gets the reference of uh, of of my shirt, so appreciate that, Mike. Uh, Devin joining us as well. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, <laughs> a fucking tan. Um, but uh, hope you all are doing well. If you're following along with us live, give us a like and a share. We would certainly uh, appreciate that. And let's, uh, gentlemen, let's let's not dance around it. Let's jump right into it, as we do each and every week. We look at three things from the weekend that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Matt, we will start with you this week. What was a good from this past weekend? So for me, the the good is going to be, I think, my comfort level when it comes to Jalen Hurts moving forward. I'm feeling good about the the prospect of where he looked. Obviously, he didn't have to do too much. The, the score kind of got to the point where we could lean on the run game, and I think that that was probably a, another good from that game in terms of not having to, to lean too much on someone that we're just bringing back from injury. Um, so overall, the game was good, but I think that a lot of Eagles fans could breathe a sigh of relief when we saw him throw that first deep pass with some accuracy, welcome some contact on on a few hits, um, and and not be afraid to to take off and run when you need to, and still make the good decision to get out of bounds or slide when the opportunity for that was there, um, because there was a lot of pressure from that Giants defense, right? Hey, hey, Matt, would allegedly. You say that would you say that Sirianni took Debor by the heart? <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, because that was that was the big question, right, Matt? Like everybody, a lot of people were talking about last week was okay. Sure, he's you know full participant off the injury report, all of that. But like, you know, is is he really? Is he really right. like? Is I mean, what, like he may not saw. be hurt, but is he really? I mean, he's hurt, but he's not hurt. Um, I don't oh, know. Jesus. That feels that feels like kind of like a Kyle joke. It I, was ridiculous. Uh, but like, <laughs> but but uh, you know, it, it there was the question there of, of is he really going to be back to form? We didn't see him have to do that uh, in week eighteen, and and with the week right. off, he just didn't know. But uh, yeah, he certainly looked as 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 good as can be this past weekend. Yeah, no, comic relief aside, I would have made that my good too, but I knew that Matt would be all over it, and, and in the words of Joel Klatt, and rightly so. But um, Oh, I, that's a good sounder. That's one. I, what, what can I say except you're welcome? No, oh, wait. What can I say except you're welcome? Now, and, and it, it, over and above that, like I did the Burrito Summit with my good friend Chris Pirtle where we do all the NFL predictions. And um, for those who didn't see the video, like Jim is 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 taking notes for the sounder he wants, turns over, hits the bing, and goes back to writing. That is what production. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, but uh, at that point, I, I don't want to say I thought it was an easy win for the 49ers, but it certainly seemed smarter to pick the 49ers with the slow as the Eagles were playing and not knowing Jalen's situation. This dude comes out and goes full juggernaut, which I don't want too many Eagles fans to hear because the juggernaut's outfit is red if you've read the X-Men comics or gray in the movies. But yeah, like not only would he have snow thralls, but throw, snowballs thrown at him, we don't need that, or batteries. But he still Boo. was like, yeah. Exactly. He was still like, yeah, it's a juggernaut bitch knocking people over. And I, I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts is a bigger guy than I remember, but it was still a sight to behold. And, you know, Matt Matt mentions his arm. This defense, 
absolutely brutal. I saw Mackenzie Milton tweet out, uh, former UCF quarterback. Yeah, dude sacked me like six times when I played him. Like, damn, okay. So, you, you know, you got people even flashing back, and that's just one element to that defensive front. They, of course, played great. Um, once uh, Saquon Barkley, student of the game, MVP, MVP of the year, um, was uh, negated, basically. Daniel, Not great, Bob. Yeah, Daniel Dimes was, uh, well, let's just say, less evidence toward the extension, you Eagles fan. And you Look, Cowboys all, all I'm going to say is, you know, I, I obviously as a Cowboys fan, I hate the Eagles, but if the Eagles did enough to not have the Giants re-sign Danny Dimes, that hatred's going to go to a whole different level after this year. I think Matt might hate himself. A bit. <laughs> I would be very upset if that's the case. I'd be I'll so also... pissed. Like, you can win, but you don't have to, you don't have to ruin the Giants' terrible future. You know what I mean? I'll also throw a good in for for Lane Johnson coming back, probably yeah. at seventy percent. But a seventy percent Lane Johnson is better than a lot of right tackles that there are in the league. So I will take that. Um, certainly better than what we have at backup at this point. So Here, uh, I think I think the 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 health and Here, the way both of those guys played with the question marks surrounding them was probably the biggest sigh of relief for most Eagles fans watching. Hey man, listen. As as the uh, fellow beef man here on the on the panel, how am I going to say no to that flawless logic? Uh, de- yeah, Devin. Devin was at uh, Monday Night Raw in Philly last night. He said he's good, never hearing the crap uh, spell Eagles again for the. I'm sure that was uh, that was. I'm sure, you were confused because you didn't know how to spell it in the first place. <laughs> oh wow. Tunga Vialo is a lot harder to spell. That is a disgusting act. I mean, act. as a Dolphins fan, he's probably used to the Jets, so I get it. He's tired of it. <laughs> wow. That is Another a disgusting one. act. Damn. Hey, Eddie, you want to know what a disgusting act was? Drafting Zach Wilson, okay? Well. Hey, <laughs> Lion. Um, okay. uh, Kyle, what was your good from the this past weekend? I will uh, somehow... Uh, hijack from that game however the giants are my good yeah that's right i said it the giants are my good uh-huh. exactly you should be confused <laughs> but hear me out the fact that they came out and performed the public service of showing how fraudulent the nfc north was throughout the entire regular season okay. is a thing we needed to see the fact that the giant what happened to the giants forget about EJ doesn't get dunked on, which is appropriate because him not getting dunked on as much as the team he's not a fan of, we don't want any symmetry there at all because they're not fans of one another. But the Lions, or the Lions, the Lions might be the one bright spot of the NFC North. I will grant them that. But the Giants getting walloped like they did by the Eagles is just proof that the Vikings had no business in the postseason, no business being a 13-win team, and yet somehow here we are. This is the way it happens sometimes. I, I had said on Earnestly Speaking's, uh, uh, the Earnestly Speaking podcast in the Student of the Game report that this might be the most overrated team since the Chicago Bears that made it to the Super Bowl with Lovey Smith and Rex Grossman at oh, quarterback. shit. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I almost want to apologize for all the times I went to bat for the Vikings uh, in, in, in power ranking segments throughout this year because... Holy I crap! Coupons, I'd like to collect. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm listening to and then watching uh, bits of this debacle that was the Giants' attempt at playing in a divisional round game, 
and I'm going, how bad are the fucking Vikings? Like, just <laughs> defensively too, which is crazy because five, four, three years ago, that that Vikings defense was yeah. one of the better defenses in the NFC for sure in, in the league, and um, and and that that defense again that we saw against the Giants was just horrible. Yeah, I mean and- they have the the weapons on offense that they they make sense winning games if their defense doesn't absolutely collapse. And I think it's more a, a surprise that their defense didn't collapse a lot more during the regular season than we yeah. saw them do against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, because uh, yeah, like even even like that that for like that forty to three loss to Dallas, like you can go okay, well somebody just didn't like one. just didn't show up that day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes just terrible things happen. And and they're not explainable. The whole any given Sunday theory, but like there was there was more than one or two examples that that you know that maybe we just didn't want to uh, admit or it was too easy to ignore or something. But uh, you yeah, know, it's almost as if someone tried to tell you. Oh, but you good God! Listen. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> Don't curse at me. You walked into it, Jim. I did. My fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. I'm 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 an idiot. Um but uh yeah, no, certainly uh certainly did expose the Giants and and de facto exposed the uh the NFC North and the Vikings. But but like a point the point I made on uh my five observations on Sunday, um on this Huddle Up podcast feed Selfish. is that like the Giants and and I don't think we're saying anything that people don't already know, they were kind of proven to be a team that we knew they were like they were they were better they were better than expected but they were still just kind of an average team that benefited because a lot of teams either were worse than expected or showed up late like i'm not gonna go full denny green i only had them winning four but they are who we thought they were yeah, I can't go there. No, they at least did better than that. So, and and, and that's a me problem. I, I, but when I, okay, I so but what what I mean by that because yeah, they were they were better than predicted, right. but at the end of the day, as a playoff team, they were the benefit of Green Bay not really figuring out until mid mid to late season, Detroit going on an early slide, the Rams just not being what we not being what we thought they were. Uh, the Cardinals being worse than anticipated, um, you know, exactly. So there was a lot of factors that went into um, how the NFC ended up getting structured. Um, but yeah, it was it was just one of those situations where a team who was better than and ex- better than expected benefited by a lot of teams not being. Uh, what I they mean, were expecting. I'm looking at their schedule now, and only one of their wins was by more than one score, and that was against the Colts when the Giants fans really started hyping up. This Giants team is going to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, and I, I think if if you look at their early season, they they escaped a lot of games. I mean, oh yeah, the Titans. I, I mean, heck that field goal week one. The, the Panthers were just going through the worst possible scenario on and off the field, and they still only lo- lost by three to the Giants. So it's it was some early season success, I think, that a lot, a lot of people were expecting for the Giants that really just kind of helped them. Because then that's what kind of amused me about all the talking heads that were trying to make the Eagles-Giants seem like it was going to be this close slugfest was – 
Giants were hot at the end of the season. It's like, no, they were not. They finished what <laughs> three, five, and one. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I get we need to make people tune in to watch this, but yeah, on. and 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 yeah, I look. Did I think no disrespect to Danny Dimes? Give him his extension. Yeah, get that, get that, give that man his money. Um, but did I expect it to be a thirty-eight to seven game? No, I, I don't, I don't know that anybody expected it to be that broad. But, but I, 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 I wasn't that surprised that the Eagles won easily. Uh, yeah, no, I think all that's spot on. The only thing at this point that, that that I would truly add is you mentioned the Vikings and the Giants were both those teams that, listen, if they were any more a house of cards, Kevin Spacey would start voicing the coaches, you know, in, in the uh, PlayStation game. I'm just throwing it out there. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, all right. My, uh, my good from this weekend, um, you know, Throughout the year, various talking heads and and one that is uh, absent from this show currently um, talked about the home field advantage for the Buffalo Bills. Okay, like Graydon, we were we were definitely supposed to believe that you know a team that is a cold weather you know lake effect snow um, Bills mafia all of this like that you play against them in Buffalo in January um, that it was practically going to be a lock um for the bills to win and the bills to advance and if the bills get the number one seed you might as well give them the afc title game well um there's a certain quarterback for a certain team in cincinnati that was having none of that ish um and and the team as a whole but like seriously uh let's let's certainly give uh joe burrow his flowers for for um, you know, leading that team in, in, you know, a, a Buffalo environment that should have, should have tipped the, uh, the scale in the favor of the home team. And he took that crowd out. Early. The Bengals just didn't yeah. give a fuck about the Buffalo crowd or anything. Uh, they just, he, and they just look like a team that does, that won't be denied this year. Um, we'll certainly get to our predictions for for this weekend uh, here in a little bit, but man, my good, absolutely, uh, Bengals as a whole, but specifically uh, Joey Burr. Like, understand, and this is for me. Like, I, I I made it clear on any show where I picked the Bills that I did so because my big mouth done got me in trouble. Right? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I I picked it early. I even whispered in, in, in Gabe Davis's ear, I can't turn around and then be all like, oh, the Bills are going to win. <laughs> like, that's awful. I had to ride with it. But I did want to pick the Bengals. Yeah, that was before I even saw it snowing. When I say to myself, oh, my God, it's snowing. The Bills are in trouble. In the former Ralph Wilson Stadium. You done something wrong, Buffalo Bills. You done killed your own damn advantage in the stadium. Put a dome on that bitch then at this point, Right. <laughs> Right, like, why are we playing in the elements at, at, at this point? So, that, that, that's a man. That's all I got to say. To that. That's all I have to say about that. Any other thoughts to that to uh, that game, Matt? No, I mean, I, I think it was all kind of wrapped up perfectly, and, and I think a lot of people were surprised with the the outcome of that one as well. I mean, I think there there were probably plenty of people that thought the Bengals would win, but to win as convincingly as they did. In Buffalo, I think was was certainly a surprise. Maybe not to Mike, but to <laughs> right. some other people. Right? No, yeah, I, I mean, I, come well, on. I decided winning that game shouldn't be surprising. It was set up to right. be a close game, but that mm-hmm. snow coming in 
gave it gave what I felt was leverage to a, a, a running back who is among the top underrated running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some talk about that uh, in the pre-record I did with Mikey Byrne and BP of the of A7BN Sports. So look for that when it drops on Wednesday. But let's just say there are compelling concepts in people who are underrated running backs, Joe Mixon among them. For sure, Mike's uh, good from the weekend was the tight end position on all four winning teams. Kittle, uh, Kittle Goddard, Hurst, and Kelsey all uh, all performed well uh, for their teams. Absolutely. Um, all right, I for for probably I think the first time uh, this year, I'm going to kind of transition and go, and give my bad first because it ties in to my good, and and uh, there should be no surprise is those Buffalo Bills at home. Um, you know, you had. The emotion of Demar Hamlin in the building, in the locker room with the team, um, you, you, I felt, I really did. I felt like you had a lot of things in your favor, and now um, you're left with a ton of questions coming out of this one. Um, you know, there was the frustration with uh, Stephon Diggs after the game. Um, there's, I mean, a lot of again. I, I understand that social media can sometimes be. Um, a, a strange echo chamber of um, non-reality, but I've seen a lot of people calling into question uh, Josh Allen. I've seen a lot of people calling in question uh, McDermott, the head coach, and where this Bills team goes from here. And I think, at least to a degree, some of those questions are valid because this is multiple years in a row um, where you've had, at least on paper, um, one of the best teams uh, in the league, certainly among the uh, the best in, in your conference. And not only can you not get to the Super Bowl, now you're struggling to get out of the second round as other teams are starting to catch up and pass you. Um, there's There's got to be a little bit of concern uh, in northern New York. So just kind of Allen and the Bills and Bills Mafia and just the, the, whole, the whole snow pile up there in Buffalo, gentlemen. In short... What Jim has told us is he's going to spell the term Bills with a Y. Boy, you love losing Super Bowls. Um, Listen, (laughs) see, we all know the old version with it keeping the I and I love losing. Anyway, so the the whole DeMar Hamlin thing is interesting. And and, and I kind of came up with this to EJ's credit on the Earnestly Speaking podcast earlier today, Bing. That um Yeah, we know we know the deal. We have that's why I did it like that. I'm trying to talk here. Yeah. I'm talking here. No, I um did Damar Hamlin actually end up being more of a net positive for the Bengals at this point? Because over and above, you know, showing outright class as an organization with, with the events of that night, that scary night, um, then from their perspective, at least, I don't want to get into whether they actually were jobbed or not. For me to have that big an opinion on it is difficult, though, from the, the, the Bengals' position, the rules were written a certain way, and you opted to ratify and change them. Okay, sure. Thanks, um, Roger. <laughs> uh, thanks, Roger. You know, um, you know, even though this is a team that, that's beaten the Patriots and Roger's in cahoots with them, right? <laughs> we're sure. Um but um, no, so but but I think it's possible that because of all that 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 bitterness, that the alleged neutral party that is Mike Bernier, <clears throat> allegedly uh, Homer, Jim, 
demonstrate <laughs> demonstrates as, as for the Bengals community is that they felt like they got super jobbed. Um, and I and you heard the question after the game about the neutral site ticket sales and you know Joey Burr being Joey Burr with that fantastic answer. I guess they're gonna have some refund. Better get them refunds, sure. right? You know, I, I, it, that gives me the evidence to to feel like the somehow or another there's mental gymnastics there that put them in more of a um what's his word underdog mentality there, there's a there's a chip on the Bengals shoulder which already exists exactly yeah. you know you like they they, they got the, they got to the super bowl and lost last year everybody right. all the whole offseason everybody talked about how teams who lose the super bowl struggled even to get to the playoffs much less do anything else um so you already had that going yeah and then Look, and then your boy Riptide Rush and all that happens. <laughs> right. You know, and like, look, n n yeah, not to go down a hole that we've already been down, but like the it, it is what it was. Like I said, all, all you had to do was beat the Ravens in week 18. They certainly did that. The, the coin flip didn't even come into play. But for whatever reason, justified or not, that's 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 merely opinion. Um, the the Bengals, their fans, their locker room coaches, everybody um took that as bulletin board material and an insult and they have turned it into even a more uh more focused uh group um as we've seen in this postseason so um yeah the the, the league i think created a monster here and uh yeah, so now everybody else is having to deal with it I, I see Mikey, Mikey Byrne demonstrating the class in the comments associated <laughs> with this anomaly. Yeah, I, you know. Homer, 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 Homer. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, and, 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 and I'll put it this I'd way. I'd be the same. Look, and I'm not, I'm not faulting on Mikey B because I would, if, if that was the Cowboys in that spot, I'd be acting the same way. Right, yeah. This is 100% transparency, Mike. First of all, Burn is loving every single minute that he's getting this kind of play just being in the comments. Let's not lie. Oh, Second, sure. um, yeah, I think he 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 is but a very awesome example of the I, I the only problem I have with the Bengals fan base as a whole is who day sounds so much like who dat. Can one of you bitches figure out who D you doing? Which sounds really bad out of context. But um like like seriously. Can can we just not do that? Right. Can one of y'all pick the lane, please? Who the hell is this? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have to worry if my in-laws are, are entering the room or if I have to get ready for, you know, to hang out with Mikey Byrne and his family in a way I never will EJ Christian. <laughs> so I um <laughs> Man, he's not even here. That is a disgusting. He's not even act. here to defend himself. Well, you know he's gonna listen to it. Sure, we'll get a sure we'll get a a, a, a text about it. Comment, right? Exactly. Um, no, um, dicks. <laughs> you guys are suck. Uh, but uh, Matt, what was your bad from the weekend? I'm going to keep it on the Bills, but the focus is going to go specifically onto an individual. And despite how much I love watching him play on the field, Stephon Diggs and, and the way he kind of handled the whole situation of whether it wasn't getting the ball properly. I mean, it's, it's tough to play in those elements, I'm sure, but yeah. the, the kind of, I, I won't use the word tantrum, but what he was doing on the sidelines in terms of motioning it, Allen, making that lash uh, out appropriate. Uh, like lash out. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, what you read afterwards in terms of 
what happened, him leaving immediately, not wanting to speak to the press, coming back in for maybe two minutes and then exiting again. When your whole team is probably disappointed, I think that that's kind of just a bad look. I wouldn't put it as ugly because I think he can certainly rectify the situation. And I get that a, a loss like that, emotions are high. He's probably not in the best place in terms of satisfaction with the overall day. So it's it's bad in terms of the way it was handled not just with what he did, but everything then getting out in terms of what went on behind the scenes, what was going on in the locker room, uh, and you know the, him tweeting later, Eli Apple responding to it. It just kind of snowballed into a bigger thing that I think anyone would have liked to see, especially if you are a Buffalo Bills fan and, and seeing your best playmaker having this type of reaction to your franchise quarterback doesn't bode well for the future. Cause we've seen Stefan Diggs leave situations where he's unhappy before. And then there's no saying that it won't happen again. Well, yeah, no, I I'm with you on that hundred percent. I think the only, I mean, you put it nicely. It's not like he is sold to the member of the training staff. Right. Like we've seen happen before. He just, yeah, I mean, uh, as a media member who who dwells in locker rooms, specifically in Jacksonville, right? Um, that that is a situation that I would have avoided outright. Um, yeah, I, I mean the dude's a human, and and I know that there are those members of the press out there who feel it's their job to still get something from them because he's Stefan Bleeping Diggs. But by the same token, I would make the argument as somebody who's a fellow performer in that scenario that you could just report his state of being and capture it. And, and this isn't me blaming um, sure. any media member. I'm trying to bring some insight to if I had seen this happening, this is what I would have done. Um, but that being said, I mean, listen, it's never a smart move to, to throw your people under the bus, you know, outwardly, um, you know, so that's, that's Man, uh, the late the age we live in with social media with so many cameras everywhere any little thing caught on the sideline whether what you were saying was was negative whether you were offering tough criticism i mean that's that's you have to have some awareness in terms of what's going on there's a 10 minute period in the locker room before i'm allowed in there right i and the rest of the core sure are allowed in there do that time then. Get it out of your yeah. system. You know, and, yeah. and I don't mean to say like I know better, like, oh, you've never played the NFL, Kyle. You're right, I haven't. It, but if you're asking for a way that a player could potentially handle it, that is one. This is not me faulting Stefan Diggs. I, right. I get that there is a whole reason. If I'm a guy who is a veteran in a place, and I'm, uh, uh, well, you said top playmaker. I mean, you're putting him ahead of Josh Allen. Okay, cool. I, there, there are some people that would do that. I know Nick Wright is among them. <laughs> I joke. Let but, me change my mind then. <laughs> oh. But, but, I mean, as Josh Allen hater goes, I think there's that he's the main one in the national media, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, let's let's stick to that. If, if I'm in a place where the former Ralph Rulson Stadium home field advantage is flat out taken from my team, I would be that kind of cheesed too. Um, but I can't promise that I would have to wear it with all the handle it better either. I mean, I understand it that well. And, but yeah, you still can't do that. I, I get it. Yeah. Which is why I would say bad and not ugly, because I think it's yeah. certainly a salvageable situation. I think cooler heads eventually will prevail. They'll talk it out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think that's a conversation that can easily be mended. 
I mean, hey, in a few weeks, if he goes full San Antonio Holmes and he gets ejected from the organization, then we'll put it in ugly. Yeah, then right. then, then we can get to off-season uglies. But, uh, Kyle, what was your uh, bad from the weekend? <sighs> Gracious. Um, you know, letting Chad Henney go 98 yards to oh. Jags fan. Like, yeah. That had to have hurt. And I don't mean like in the, oh, how could you do this? Like, the pain of that moment. Like, I'm not even a Jags fan. I just cover the team. I cheer for them. Because when they do good, I cover better games. Point blank in the story, right? Right. Um, you know, I got to cover a wild card playoff game that had something go on that I may never see in my entire life, being down five turnovers and still winning the exploit of the leaded game. Um, you know, if this were EJ's podcast, I would curse, but I digress. Uh, but um, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> How that that was quite appropriate. Well played, Jim. But um, no, I, I um, I, I I think that's the moment that Jag fans uh, are slapping themselves in the face of, of really being the biggest deal. You mean over Jamal Agnew and and, and Trevor Lawrence's uh, uh turnovers? Yeah, because those ha- both happened super late. They were in a lot more desperate straits, and the Jags took zero advantage, for all intents and purposes, in my opinion. Of Patrick Levon Mahomes the second being injured, and that dude was limited AF. Yeah, like he still made some passes to Travis Kelsey. I, I I may find myself very soon. I might even do it by the time I do the Student of the Game podcast this week. Bing! To add Travis Kelsey to the middle name list. Ooh. I might have to do that. Okay. I have to, I'll, I'll think about that. Early early votes so far. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey getting middle name treatment on the Student of the Game. Oh. Un, uh, undisputed eyes from the panel carrying on bro, bro i got i got i got a fantasy football championship because of travis kelsey so yeah i'm all i'm all for you know, maybe i'll just hold that so I, I don't know i don't know how my bad became a a, a, a travis kelsey stand uh fest but here we <laughs> but hey I, i'm i'm here for it i almost didn't keep that guy this year and and boy would that have been a mistake mother that would have been a mistake uh because he hey, was he, he disappointed me last year but uh this year certainly uh was was much was uh much better off uh let's see here uh mike's bad uh josh allen th- interesting take and i and i saw um this is a horrible take, by the way, but continue. I saw it from I saw it from other people, so it's not just Mike. Uh, Josh it's Allen is I don't care who says is Philip Rivers always the bridesmaid, never the bride. No, um, no, no. it's too early to put that. Yeah, I, I I get you what won. they're saying. The best running back that Josh Allen has ever had. By the way, here's the answer: It's Josh Bleeping Allen. <laughs> Old Man Rivers had Ladainian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates, Hall of Fame cats on his roster. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I mean, right. But I would also I mean, argue yeah. that, that Josh yeah. Allen's team has had much better defenses to what uh, the Chargers ever had. Sean Merriman. Okay, maybe uh, not ever. Uh, uh, Donnie, uh, Donnie Abraham, Steve Foley, Louis Castillo, Jamal Williams. All these cats entered the chat, and I haven't even okay, got Okay, 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 okay. Oh, there's Shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm finally glad that Jim had a chance to call me a bitch on his show. Um, yeah, look, I, I I get I get what they're saying. I, I I get I get the idea, and I think okay, let's put this in like meteorology terms. We're on like Philip Rivers' watch. Okay, it's not a warning. We're we're not we're not uh, we're not in a category three storm or anything like that. 
But I, I, I get I get the idea of what we're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, bitch, you got a heavy breeze. We we need we also need to remember too with Alan. This is what year three four. Um, oh, by the way, didn't mention Eric Waddle either. If we're still talking about that, are you still going? <laughs> or Eric Weddle, beg your pardon. Um, uh, so I think I think that's something important as well. Yes. Um, okay, this was year number five. This is his fourth trip to the playoffs. Um, this year, he, I mean, yes, he had three touchdowns, three interceptions this year. Um, he has 17 touchdowns, four interceptions in his uh, playoff career. Um, so let's, let's, let's tap the brakes on, um, you know, se- selling Allen to that road. He's 26. Okay. Um, I get it. <laughs> no one's calling him old man, anything, right? you know, it, like, uh, it's, it, it's, so he, he, Mike says here, um, rivers couldn't be Brady and Manning. Allen's Allen can't beat Mahomes and burrow. He hasn't so Again, far. Fewer weapons. Um, you know, so I, 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 I get, I get the statement. Uh, this was not a good playoff year for Josh Allen. No, that is a fact. Um, yeah. that that is a fact. That's not that uh, that will not be disputed. Um, and and it's certainly going to be something that will be watched and scrutinized. Um over uh you know over the off season and as we get into next year uh but let's uh let's keep moving forward into the uglies kyle what was your ugly uh from this past weekend so i i, I hesitate to even bring this up Uh-oh. but i've seen actual snark out there and again we've addressed twitter as as a um an echo chamber that is not a, a showing of reality. But can people please stop playing the race card on Joey Burr, Burr, on Joey Burr getting props? Wait, that's a thing that's happening? That's a thing that's happening. Oh, good Lord. You know, y'all didn't pay this much attention to Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. Sorry, they just say Patrick Mahomes because, you know... I anointed him after his Super Bowl. Wait, like the, wait, wait, people, wait, pe- people weren't paying attention to Mahomes? That's the alleged, uh, wait, wait, hit, hit Rome. Hold on, let me. Allegedly. Yes. Wait, r- wait, alleged. Jim Rome's still here? Bull crap. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, are we doing this? I appreciate the thought, but you've got the story Every wrong. Every single throw Mahomes makes is the greatest throw ever. Sports Center top ten. <laughs> I'll say this, keeping it perfectly objective in this conversation. The only time I would argue that there wasn't enough Patrick Levon Mahomes the second dap is when they were playing the Bucks in the Super Bowl and he was facing Thomas Edward Patrick Bieber Brady. Okay. Well, I mean, when and you're lined up, know- when. <laughs> We all know it wasn't Brady that actually won that Super Bowl. No, I mean, or, well, EJ doesn't. Oh, damn. <laughs> He's uh, not here, Jim. Well, when, when, uh, when, I mean, when you're lined up against the 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 greatest, Kyle. I mean, you know, you, that there's. Well, I know. Again, I acknowledge that Patrick Levon Mahomes the second was in that game, <laughs> but that, um, you know, but he wasn't anointed enough. Is, right is what they say, and 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 you know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. That's ins- that's yeah. I it's pretty ugly. Luckily, in my echo chamber, I haven't seen any of that because that that is absurd, uh, for sure. Matt, what was your ugly from this past weekend? 
I'm going to leave you to roast the Cowboys fully. Thank um, you. I'm just going to focus on a portion of the Cowboys game that I thought was ugly, and that was the final possession by the Cowboys, starting with the fair catch of the punt at the six. My friend. Oh, dude. You take the gamble and you hope it goes into the end zone. If not, worst case scenario, you're starting at the one and you have to go 99 yards instead of 94. Uh -oh. Not a not as huge of a deal as if you can get 15 extra yards. Not what great, was, Bob. What was Schultz doing that entire drive, running backwards to keep the clock running, and then like basically hopping out of bounds on, on one foot rather than just drag the tiniest bit of his toe to make it thing pass. sucks and then there was the final play where ezekiel elliott snapped the ball it's not funny to dak and we didn't even get a single lateral like not not even one not even an attempted fling backwards for a prayer like he catch the ball and just chuck it in the air what else do you have to lose at this point Spread's already covered. You're sandwich. not hitting the over. Gambling purposes are out the window. You might as well just fling it. Yep. Y'all, y'all saw Zeke get crushed, right? Oh, blown yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, good sound bite there, Jim. I that worth that in itself was worth the ugly. I'm with you, Matt. Like that could be the last play Ezekiel Elliott makes in a Cowboys uniform. Like. Like, that's, think that's about a that. Lot of dead cap on Zeke. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I was, I was relieved to see that he said he is willing to restructure and take less money to remain a cowboy because that's well, something what is that he at this point he's a third and short. Exactly, cap. exactly. He's he's Jerome Bettis and not even as good. Hold on, <laughs> what he really means to say he's willing to take less money to go to a team that will effing use him. Well, that's what I read. That that is, but yeah, like we're either way. Um, the they, dude needs to be just, paid less money. The Cowboys in that final drill just—it was like a here's your what not to do in a final two minute drill, starting with the the fair catch and and Dak just missing wide open throws that, that he's making the money that he needs to hit those. Yeah. On well, that more on that, he, he more on that later. Over through what Gallup when he had it. Oh my God. Get them in an, in a serviceable hail Mary attempt. It's just, yeah, bad, bad. Yeah, well, and it sprinting full out and not in a Gallup. <laughs> <laughs> Joe buck yourself. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think there was going to be any mystery of what my ugly was going to be. Um, and mine is specifically targeted at one rain Dakota Prescott. Yes, Kyle, I did it. Um, you did it weeks ago. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but look, you single-handedly handed the Niners six points. Um, with two interceptions, um, you took points off of your own board with the second one because you were in the red zone. Now, granted, we don't know, uh, yeah, we that's... don't know for sure if Maher would have made the kick, although he was perfect for on field goals on Sunday. 
So that's let's, true. He he. So it was as long as it wasn't but an extra point beyond forty yards, Jim. If he's well, in the red zone, he's at that details, Matt. Details, okay. That line. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're you're going into the half. At the very worst, you don't give up. You don't give up points. But no, Dak wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and then yeah, three minutes to go. Uh, it, with, with with all of the other mistakes aside on Sunday. Um, handing the other team points aside on Sunday, uh, three minutes to go. You have an opportunity, uh, three timeouts to change the rhetoric that everybody's had about you for so long. You, you have the opportunity to put the team on your back and say, I'm not going to be that dude anymore. Right. And I, when the Cowboys got the ball back with three minutes to go, I looked across the living room at my wife and I said, he's going to throw a pick six on the first play. And the Niners almost proved me right. If it wasn't for a guy dropping the pass, I would have been 100% accurate on my assessment. Yeah, why are you jinxing my team? What the F? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on second down, uh, you have a wide open Michael Gallup. All you have to do is hit him in stride. You're at least getting inside the, what, inside the 45 Maybe he breaks that tackle and he's gone for seven. But you couldn't even do that. You threw it behind him and past him at the same time, which I don't know that a lot of quarterbacks could screw up that bad. But Dak can. And then on third down, you you awkwardly try to scramble and end up getting sacked. Um, <laughs> I mean, so what you're trying to tell me is that EJ brings more security in his van than Dak does to the football. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, without question. Um, but yeah, it just to be getting paid what he's getting paid. He he's due 50 million against the cap next year. It, it's, it's well past time for him to be playing like he did on Sunday. Like it, 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 it just is like, do I, th and it's a shame for me because Dak really is by all accounts, a great person, but <laughs> Man, it just I'm 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 done. Like I, like really, it's just he's never he's never going to be that dude. And it's not and I know EJ you guys touched on this today uh on the Earnestly Speaking podcast. I'm not sitting here saying Dak is a bad quarterback because he's not. He's he's in the top half of the league. I'll agree with what Kyle was saying. He's in the top half of the league. Mm -hmm. But he's he's not he's never going to be a top 5 guy. Um, he's going to have to work unbelievably hard to prove that you can even put him in a top 10 conversation, um, because he's not there right now. And the Cowboys are paying him way too much money to just be a middle of the road quarterback. That that's where my frustration is. Um, because you shouldn't be that way in what year seven going into year eight, like, you you with the weapons he's had throughout his career. Yeah, and now like this year, this year he didn't have as many um, because Gallup. That's, that's kind of a default of ownership. What? Well, yeah, they, ownership they is a of, whole separate issue with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Ownership in, in front office. Amari Cooper for peanuts. Yeah, I, I'm sure a, a receiver like Cooper would have helped. Great job, in a Jerry. playoff run. Probably, probably Browns fans wouldn't know, but probably. Um, let me hit you with a hypothetical. Let's say Rain takes the team, drives them down, they score a touchdown, 
Are you going for two in that situation? Because there's probably under two minutes left at this point. Oh yeah, there would. I, I would guess there's definitely under two. Um, or are you trusting it with Maher, whose first extra point attempt was going to hit? It would have hit somebody sitting behind the cheerleaders on the twenty-five yard line. He got together to his credit though. In the end, he got a, he hit a field goal field later goals. on and. But was longer the ex- the extra points still in the no, but the, and and now that's and see that's out. the problem that that's who Maher's always been because even in his first run with the Cowboys, he would he would like from forty five plus you didn't worry about it if he had like a nineteen yard straight on with no wind, you were like he's gonna miss this, and and like that's kind of what what we saw over the last couple weeks, um, honestly Matt. And, and especially given who Mike McCarthy is, I think they would probably have gone for two. And and I I wouldn't I couldn't have faulted them for it because here's the thing: if you put Maher out there and he misses it, you're gonna have to try to get an onside kick and go for a field goal anyway, right? So you might as well go for two to put yourself up, and then your defense has been playing incredibly. And I think that's one of the things that's been lost. Um, in in the discussion around this game, on both sides, but but especially about the Cowboys, is how good that defense was because we've heard about the 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 um, how prolific the Niners' offense has been, especially you know Purdy took over and you have uh, Christian McCaffrey, like you you held them to nineteen points, yeah, and six of those game. were <laughs> gifted to you, this so attack, period. Yeah, so so I, I, I would I would have gone for two, you you know, because maybe you still have two, two or three of those timeouts, depending how you manage that drive. Yeah, and you know if you if you don't get it, you hope for the onside kick, and I couldn't have faulted him for it. I I would have gone for two for just the same reasons. Yeah, your offense finally is showing signs of life. It may not again against the Niners defense. I I, I, I do th- you do go for two. Yeah, I, I do think the Pollard injury did hurt a lot though. Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, what a question. I mean, we aren't talking about enough. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that was with, I mean, CD Lamb, as, as frustrating as he was in the early part of this season, has been spectacular down this stretch. He was spectacular in the second half, but they became one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And Diggs dropping that easy interception in the red zone <laughs> is the guy the only, who, like, you couldn't, couldn't drop a pass last defense. year. Now, granted, like he was, there was momentum carrying him away. The ball was tipped. Like I, I don't think he, I don't think he really knew that ball was there until he felt it. But man, it, it that's a, that's a bad, that's a bad look. That's, too. that's a that's a pick he has last season though. His hands were like yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. He he didn't he didn't drop a single thing last year for sure. Um, but yeah, it just it's it's another. Uh, another disappointing failure that just leaves Cowboys fans going. Now what? My hope is, and I was telling Kyle in the in the in the pre-show that uh, I saw that the Panthers were interviewing Kellen Moore today, and I have I lit a can I lit a candle and started praying about it. So that's great for the Cowboys. That's horrible for football. Yeah, I I no offense, Panthers fans, but I don't care. Um, if this is bad for you. I need that dumb dumb idiot off of my sideline. Um, There's some analysis. <laughs> uh, uh, EJ, uh, we won't give it, we won't get a good and a bad from you. But what was your ugly from this past weekend? Uh, the Bills, the Bills. Okay. Going straight um, ugly for the Bills. It, yeah, it it yeah. wasn't that they lost. 
I think I, I think we all picked them to, to lose. I think I picked Bengals, but it's the way they lost. That I, was I, bad. I picked the Bills because I had to. I think about it, twenty-seven and ten, and the Bengals left points on the board. Yeah, think about that a second. You know, and I, I I was bragging all year. We all picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year, and I, and I was saying this year, like you know, the big difference between the Bills possibly this year if they do their job and and years past was that everything will go through, you know, through to, to Buffalo in Buffalo, and. The Bengals didn't get the memo, apparently. So, <laughs> does that like walk yeah, into that Joe, place? Joey, Joe Burrow doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's going to go three fucks. And walk into oh, that place okay. and dominate the way he did? That's, we, I mean. When did Teron Matthew get the plastic surgery to be Joey Burrow? What, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, this, the letdown. I mean, look, uh, we can have this discussion about quarterbacks and rankings and stuff. We have all summer long to do that. Um, we know you will on the Earnestly Speaking podcast. you damn right. you damn right. Um, but it, it's if if it wasn't noticeable na- before, um, it's Burrow surpassed uh, Allen at this point. Look, Allen, look, I'm gonna say Allen's dropped down to like bottom, like bottom of the ten. He's definitely probably number three or four in the league right now still. But that's a bit, that's a big hit. I I, you know, I look. Hit. I I saw I saw a tweet the other day, or uh, I think it might have been yesterday, that it was like you know if you're if you're a um, if you're an NFL GM. And, and you, you're you're starting your team tomorrow, and it was uh, like, what team? What what quarterback are you taking? I think the options were Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, and Hertz, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I immediately I immediately went Burrow, but I'm like, I would definitely go Burrow over yeah. Allen if that if that's the question. Oh, yeah, let's be clear. Allen's right the now. most talented, uh, probably the sure. Most, but you know, he he's you know what Josh Allen is. Josh Allen is kind of like how we view Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, Rodgers has a ring actually, so you know, but it's been a long time since, since we've experienced that. But he's all the talent, but it's just I know it's weird because like Burrow does all the little things correct. Like Dan Olowski, I said it to to Kyle Orton on the podcast. Dan Olowski made it actually a great point. It, it sounded shocking because it sounded very clickbaitish. Clickbaitish at first when you read it on the on the YouTube whatever, but he made a good point about how like. Burrow is the best quarterback in the league right now. Doesn't mean that he's Mahomes not the most talented. Doesn't mean Mahomes because Mahomes is such an anomaly because what he does is far beyond what anyone else can do ever in this in this entire league ever. Burrow is just does the basics right. He just does the basics right. And while the basics are what they are, not everybody can get that right. He's the most fundamentally sound. Is that exactly correct? Right there, you just said right there. So, and I gotta be honest with you, like he's kind of right about that. He's kind of right. Out of bounds, Orlovsky occasionally gets them right. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, not really. And second, um, no. Are you, kidding me? you just literally used the phrase, he could do things no one else can do, but he's not the best quarterback. That's retarded. Like, I'm sorry. No, no. Right? Not wait, wait, no, no. But that, that doesn't make any damn sense. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put oh, – go ahead. I wouldn't put him number one. I, it's still Mahomes to me no matter what. Oh, he, and I misheard you. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying, but he's he's making a point about how Burrow does the fundamentals correctly that any other quarterback who should be able to do that, do that right oh. just, just can't do it. So no wonder it was an Orlovsky take that was correct. Right. He also said in another sentence that humans breathe oxygen. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you I completely dumbass. misheard you. My bad. My bad. Um, I kind of like the way Mike puts it here. Joe Burrow is a quarterback. Josh Allen is an athlete playing quarterback. Which is interesting for all for how often that has been used in, as an indictment for other quarterbacks. Right, right. I know. I, I I missed the part earlier. You know, I was I was putting the kids to sleep. You know, but talking about you know the whole like comparison to Philip Rivers. We're not there yet. No, 
No. Uh, I understand the idea. See me in three years. See me in three years. Right, right. It's not a bad comparison, but it's too early to use that. Yeah, exactly. It's like piling on to that that I had already put a butt ton of fat all over. I appreciate EJ, what? I will say say that he he is – He's done more in the four years than the more than what Peyton Manning did in his first four years. So let's let's be a little more le- you know. Yeah, but I'm not ready for that conversation either. Let's yeah. compare the two either. But yeah. I'm saying twenty six years old. Like like we, like yeah, give him time. We, we, we like this was his. Let's just leave it at this was his worst playoff performance to date. Could could you do you think that the ups and roller coaster of the last four weeks also made it play also a big role in how Buffalo just really was kind of see so, yeah we touched on up that. and down. Do you yeah. think I, I, I'm asking you two really? I asked Colin this on the show earlier, yeah. um, but you two, Matt and uh, and uh, Jim, is it possible that the, the, the up and down motions last three four weeks of the Hamlin thing? And because we saw these, we saw this coming even last week. Yeah, I mean the the thing the thing I said is like the. It kind of gave the, it gave the Bengals because of the what the league decided to do, in the aftermath of it. It it, it kind of put a chip on the Bengals' shoulder. Yeah. Um. But for the Bills, I mean, look, let let let's be honest, because I think something that gets lost in, in sports, and I know for for Matt and EJ as wrestling fans and and Mike as well, um, something and that gets lost is these guys are human. Okay. So there are things that are happening outside of the, the the playing field that are going to affect things. Um, so, and th- th- yes, the Hamlin situation, um, I'm sure impacted the Bills in ways that we don't truly understand, um, because like their their brother in the locker room, um, they watched him die on the field, and then was brought back and and has been kind of in a battle. Um, and, and thank God he's doing as well as he is, um, but has been in a battle for it literally for his life for weeks. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that can't be lost in all of this either for sure. But Matt, yeah, Matt, any other thoughts to that? Nope. All right, let's, um, let's keep, uh, let, let's keep moving along here and, and just looking at this past uh, weekend, obviously we, we touched on a whole bunch of this, so we don't, we don't need to go um too long form into to to the games themselves but there was uh something Kyle from from you guys over at the three point conversion um that I thought was was an interesting discussion point um they only had it to the Bills Giants Cowboys but I'll extend it to all four teams that lost this weekend um who which team do you think had the worst loss um, EJ, I'll start with you. That's, that's, that's Buffalo, because the Giants losing, not surprised. Jaguars losing, not surprised. Cowboys losing, better. They, 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 those three teams, those three teams lost to better teams. Buffalo losing, given all the expectations coming to the year, even to the playoffs, is is the easiest answer. Okay, so this is really the reason why that take was absolutely horrid by your own evidence. <laughs> wait, wait, why? wait. Jim Rome's still here. I appreciate the thought, but you've got the story wrong. <laughs> so the toughest game for anybody to pick regardless of your personal feelings ej was bills and Bengals, and it's not close speak for yourself on that one ain't me sorry captain hindsight the lead was you were in the minority okay <laughs> pay attention right everyone else had trouble deciphering that game 
you were going with some intangibles that were hard to account for with the Demar Hamlin situation. I give you, I give you props for that. You brought up a good point that nobody could really quantify. It, 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 that's that's a tough bring it. But if you're going to tell me a 28 point walloping is anything like the Bills being in a situation where they suddenly realize that their makeup as a team doesn't fit the snow in Ralph Wilson Stadium to a guy that you just anointed the second best quarterback in the damn league. In the words of Brad Pitt and Moneyball, what the fuck are we doing here? But again, it's not about the loss. It's, it's, again, I picked since I didn't win the game. No, the anyway. losing isn't it's about the, the way. Loss. It's the way they lost. What? It's the way they lost. It's the worst loss. You're, 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 you're Giants plus seven and a half. Okay. You said give me the Giants and the points. So you, despite thinking it would be a loss, thought it would be a close loss. It wasn't close at all. Homer, 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 Homer. No, no, no. There's got to be a Giants fan for that. <laughs> no, I mean, but again, the narrative. Buffalo was the Super Bowl favorite coming to the into the year. Buffalo also, still, also. Still had a lot of that you're, the playoffs. Your, your anointed coach of the year. Went for it on fourth and eight, down seven nothing in the first quarter, and then punted down twenty. I know. With six minutes left, that's the worst loss because Dayball. If you're saying if you're if you're saying performance, fine. What's about narrative overall though? A fool. Okay. No, no. And and, and, but Matt, but all those things be correct though. You're not wrong on that. But again, narrative. Narrative is one element. Your power is one. That is the element to me. But also, also something you said that I that I don't think I don't think is totally true though, because you said the Niners or the Cowboys lost to a better team, the Giants lost to a better team, and the uh, the Jags lost to a better team. I'm going to go ahead and say the Bills lost to a better team. Correct. Like I understand the Bills are playing at home, and theoretically speaking, the home field advantage and all of that, all of that stuff that we talked about. Uh, that, that that people have talked about all season, but while all of that was going on, the Bengals are the better team. Not they great. are, and then the better team against Kansas City goes through the record. Um, but it's, again, but again, but again, it's the way they lost. It's the way they lost. They got embarrassed at home. Okay, embarrassed. And twenty-seven ten with points left on the board. The same. Remember that Chase touchdown that got overturned. The so same. wait. So wait. 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 <laughs> Points on the board. You mean for the Bengals? For the Bengals. Twenty-seven ten was 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 not. So let me try to state your argument a little bit better for those that are literate and listening to this podcast. What you're trying to say is the score isn't commensurate with what you saw. You, in your mind, perceive this game to be as big a gap as the Eagles and the Giants. Except the Bills were the home team. Is that what you're trying to scrape together? That's a a large part of it. Yeah. See how better I made it actually sound? He's still wrong. Right. You're better than this. You're (laughs) smarter than this. At least I thought so. (laughs) I didn't do that. (laughs) But I I mean, so the the reason why I reword that is your argument isn't as bad Mm. as I I was first accusing it of being. I will give you that much credit. But no. (laughs) (laughs) What is the worst loss then, Kyle? Well, if we had a giant fan in the room, he might be able to articulate it prop- <laughs> properly. Are you bleeping kidding me? I, I mean, I mean, are we taking the Giants out because that's obvious? Is that the question? Or I mean, 
you want to use a giant. I mean, that's your answer. Go right ahead. But I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. A 28 point smack in which at no point in the game were you even re- remotely relevant to get beaten for the third goddamn time. It's 31 points. 31 31 31 math is hard look we're, it's, it's even worse it's, it's there was, actually there was, worse there was a lot the, the, the thing with the giants game though there was a lot more questions coming out of the game because of jalen hurts if hurts is healthy and i said that we we, we didn't know how good we'll look remember we did the pucks on tuesday like 40 is out well the narrative was i mean i think tuesday he was off the injury report matt right no but we did not know if he'll be close 100 there's a report saying he was like 75 percent, maybe 50 percent. we didn't know but hold on it was still the narrative. That's true, Mike. Mike says Kyle's math is trying to make sure Dimes gets the extension. Kyle was doing the Lord's work, and I appreciate that, Kyle. <laughs> actually, that, that game actually probably hurt his chance of getting the extension. Now, I was about to say, if I'm saying that loss was the worst, I'm actually arguing against it. Now, yeah. me re- <laughs> restating it to make EJ sound better, maybe that's where – maybe I'm just trying to be objective on the whole Dimes thing because I'm really done talking about it. Somebody decide something for Christ. Yeah, sake. please, just sign him so we can move on with our lives and feel better. That's all. Hey, I-, I don't want to hear anything from you, Cowboy fan. They're going to be talking about Ezekiel Elliott for the next six months, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. ESPN will. Damn sure. Well, then that's your own poor choice for watching ESPN. Um, wow, got him. But if if we want to take the Giants out of this, I think the, the Cowboys. It, it's got to be right. I don't think so. Well, here's the thing. Be, I, my argument for the Cowboys being the worst loss is because they did it to themselves. Because you the Bills did it to themselves. I'm asking. Um, I don't. Know, more, maybe more maybe a little bit. But I also think the Bengals are just in that spot. Like I said in in my good. That they they just they don't care who you are or where the game's being played. They Did are you playing Jimmy a backstreet boy? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. He, like you put him you put him in the right outfit, he fits the bill as well, and he's probably doing it better than the backstreet boys. But I'm just saying, that's just how good the man is. I'm gonna change my answer to the Jags. Um but but for the Cowboys Hold on. Please explain. <laughs> But my, my point I mean, with the Cowboys, Matt, and I'll let you get there, but, like, again, you handed them at least six-plus points in a game you lost by seven. Right. You know, the, and there was more points to be had for Dallas. Obviously, you missed an extra point. You missed open receivers. You, you did a lot of things wrong. You you shut down the, the, the offense that everybody's been talking about for weeks. Um, you know, you, you could have scored more against this great defense. And you did it to yourselves. To me, that makes that loss. Because the Giants, let's be fair, they were outmatched. They were going to lose. It was far worse than we any of us could have expected. They had the coach of the year, though, Jim. I know they did it, but you know, so so and and honestly, that probably does maybe give them a case for for worst loss of the week too. Um, but yeah, to me, it's it's if you have a team that can pull an upset and you you fail yourselves, that that gives me a case. But Matt, let's. Well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to the, the case of the Jaguars. I will just make the case for the Jags because no one else was going to bring up the Jags. But I will say that losing to Patrick Mahomes on one leg has to be demoralizing for the Jaguars to see how far the gap is between them and competing for a championship in that conference. So um, 
or it could just be Patrick Levon Mahomes the second being that expletive deleted good. Right, he is, but you haven't this this is probably the best chance you have to beat Patrick Mahomes with as good as he is if he's on one leg and he still was able to to finish the job. I think that has to be a tough pill to swallow for the Jaguars given the status of their team. Matt, they're, also they're bring up that the they rise. gave up a 98-yard drive to Chad Henney. That's the key one. Michigan <laughs> <Chad. laughs> zone Chad Henney for the record. Oh, uh, uh, that 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 argument answers that I think better than you know. According to some national analysts, who are probably homers, Patrick LeBon Mahomes the second on one angle is the third best. It was at this moment. Homer, that was Nick Wright. Homer, Homer. But the punchline is. For my money, the Jags showed me too many flashes of good in what the future is going to be to call that game disappointing. There's a lot of intangibles there. Yeah, and I, I, again, I, I think the Jags arrived a year early, too. It's just me entering the Jags into sure. the conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, just trying to make. Yeah. At, at the end of the game, all this that we said were all wrong. The correct answer is the most disappointing team in all this is the effing Vikings. <laughs> 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 you ain't lying. <laughs> um, they didn't get you, too you many opportunities to play that stupid horn. <laughs> right? We are the winners. Right, exactly. They they are losers, but we, because of it, uh, are winners. So all right, gentlemen, let's uh let's transition here uh to the two games this weekend. Uh of course let's start with the better game. God, who the heck is the producer here? I'm going in order I'm this is the early game on Sunday, Kyle. Gets this ish right. I had to go twice to Jacksonville on a Saturday night. I'm kidding. Kyle, who's the host here? Shut up, bitch. Um, oh, <laughs> we got the two seed San Francisco 49ers traveling east at the number one seed Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who are two and a half point home favorite. 46 is your over under in this one Sunday, three o'clock Eastern time on Fox. Um, EJ, we'll start with you uh, on this one. Yeah, I'm glad I told- you started with him. He's he's cheering for both teams, so this is going to be tough. <laughs> I told this is Kyle his head exploding, told- trying to figure out who. I told Kyle, I, I told Kyle earlier today, man, like, if you ask me today who wins the game, I say Eagles. Ask me on Thursday, I might go Niners. Ask me a kickoff on Sunday, I might, I might go back to Eagles again. I don't know. Because <laughs> what Jalen Hurts did on Saturday changed everything about how I see this, this team going forward. Jalen Hurts looked sharp. And granted, quality opponent doesn't matter. Giants – on on that level, we know that. But Jalen Hurts looks so sharp that I my Niners Super Bowl pick now to me is like it's up in the air. It really is, and it comes down to me. And I was telling Colin in the podcast that which quarterback is most likely to make more mistakes in this game. The likelihood. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying of the two, which one is likely to make more mistakes? Probably Brock Purdy, because people think he's due for a kind of mediocre game. And I'm not saying that's going to I mean, happen. Let, let, Dallas have, Dallas have, let's Dallas be fair. He had a mediocre game on Sunday. Yeah, Dallas had, had opportunities. And I will dare say Philadelphia's defense is more well-rounded than, than Cowboys. Accurate. Yeah. So right now on Huddle Podcast. Definitely, a, be, definitely a better secondary right yeah, now. If, if, if you're asking right now on Huddle Podcast on January 24th at 9, 13 p.m., I'm taking the Eagles to cover this game and give me the under. Now, again, ask me again on Friday or Saturday. I might change my pick. But right now. I, I'm sorry. What I saw on on Saturday Philadelphia is less about the Giants, it's more about how they look. The Eagles just look, look, look like the team they were in Week Four, Week Five. And I hate to say that, go Niners, but I got the Eagles. 
Oh my god, you're gross all the way around. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> god damn. Uh, See me on Thursday. Maybe, maybe on my podcast. My next next podcast, I make you a pick. So it was just saying. Wow. An alleged Giants fan out here. Allegedly dropping go, go Niners drops. Um, we both from you, apparently. <laughs> Kyle. I mean, seriously. Kyle, we'll uh, we'll go to you next. Kyle, what do you think? Listen, the most important thing that the Niners defense have to do in this game is make sure that they put uh, the Eagles port quarterback behind bars, which needs which means to say that the defense needs to be Jalen Hurts. Anyways, so <laughs> why are you did you do Kyle? First of all, I saw Matt smiling. Fuck all of you. That's the thing. Um so right, fuck you, well, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, I, and and EJ still stole the point I made on his po- podcast. Um, Bing, yo, it's know, copies uh, your work, Kyle. I mean, you know, but at least ten years later, buddy, come on. At now. least he's doing it by writing it down this time, and I appreciate that. There's <laughs> evidence that he's stealing it. Um, yes, maybe I should send you a student of the game notebook as well. Merchandising, Bing, merchandising, merchandising. I love Mel Brooks. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think, man, listen, the, the, the biggest question I have, especially that I see here in the comments is I guess I haven't seen the number because how the bleep would you pick the over in this game? How, what, what do you see that I don't 46? Yeah. I, I, went, I went under. Yeah. yeah no, no, yeah. I know you did. And, and I guess it's Devin that put the over and man, listen, I'm no degenerate. I, I, I don't bet games because you know, listen, I already have You're nothing but a degenerate. No, that's Zach. But um, listen, I, I only I don't bet because I already have issues with diabetes. I don't need to add my heart pressure to it, you know. Um, but um, diabetes. Listen, uh, <laughs> wow, that was good. You went, well, you went Brenner on me, um, or not Brenner? Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, it's um, Wilford Brimley. There yeah, Wilford Brimley. Um, no, but these teams, man, like I feel like offensively. They are almost, I'm not going to say carbon copies, but boy, they're both super balanced up front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Defensively, they're both super balanced, right? I, 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 again, I'm not going to go full carbon copy. I I don't feel like that's completely accurate. They're just, you know, the Eagles might be slightly better up front than the Niners are in the secondary. I don't know. I I was hoping to get a chance to, to uh, break that down a little bit better with uh, the Muslim football scout, uh, uh, Bashir Omar Pemberton, but if the Eagles win, we'll definitely have him on the Student of the Game podcast to break down the Super Super Bowl. Um, but it's gonna, and I don't, I don't like this logic of well, Brock Purdy's due to have a bad game. If he's gonna have a bad game, where he's gonna be affected is in the game where it's a shootout. This ain't that. You want to say he's gonna struggle against the Bengals or or well, I haven't made the pick yet. So Bengals or um, the Chiefs. Cool. We'll have that conversation when it comes, right? But in this game, if he makes makes a mistake, this defense, the defense is would theoretically keep themselves either guy in the game, unless there's some sort of a complete and total jailbreak, the likes of which would rival rival the Broncos battling the Legion of Boom in that Super Bowl. Y'all remember that first play of the game being a damn snap over Manning's head, right? Correct. Barring catastrophe of that level. Uh, I, I got the under, and that's really the only sure thing. Yeah. But because Brock is Mr. Irrelevant and a third-string quarterback, which, by the effing way, 
Why is Kyle Shanahan not in more people's coach of the year conversation, right? Brian Dabble is number four. Deal with it, EJ. Behind Peterson Sirianni. Such a bad take. And Shanahan. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Thank you for the setup, EJ. And thank you, Jim, for taking it home. But I... Because Brock is Mr. Irrelevant and 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 it, it just pure data with what we got, you one cannot have great data for intangibles. That's the problem with picking this game. Mm-hmm. By default, I'm forced to pick the Eagles. I don't know what the spread is. Two and a half. Two and a half. Favoring Philly. Eagles. 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 Home field. They're basically calling it a wash. Yeah, I mean, it's a pick 'em because, yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, bet the Eagles, man. Uh, I, you know, and the under is is what I have. Oh, absolutely, well, question is the under is the lock. You All right, know, Matt, um, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to Devin's to Devin's credit, I could see it being a twenty-seven twenty game. It's it's a low enough total that I think that you know saying the over isn't outlandish. I would still take the under. I wouldn't bet on this game in general, honestly. Um, so I, I would go with the under. And I haven't picked against the Eagles yet. I can't start now, uh, but I think that this is going to be one hell of a game. I think oh, both these teams match play. up so well with each other offensively, the weapons that each of them have defensively what they can do getting after the quarterback against two offensive lines that protect the quarterback very well. Uh, I think that, that we're just going to see a slugfest here, but give me the Eagles. You could, you could, you could beg us. You choose not to Matthew. See something I would also say here. Uh, my ugly should have been dumbasses out there that tried to call the cowboy and in, in, in Niners game, a boring game. Cause they just can't handle what I love that game. Screw these. People. Yeah, no. That, I, I even tweeted it like the second quarter. Like this is a. Fucking oh, awesome I loved game. it too. Wow. <laughs> what an well, ass- yeah, well, right. That too, I'm saying, I, what an asshole. I, I said, third quarter game. I'm, I tweeted third quarter game. This is an excellent game. I probably should have had it as like a you know as a second part of my good was uh, when Mika Parsons one arm chucked Mike McGlinchey because that was. <laughs> that was wild to see. By the way, shout out to NFL, NFL Network or NFL.com for on Instagram pointing out Trent Williams how good he was on, on protecting uh, Purdy on against Micah on, on Instagram. You see that shit now? Somebody griping at me about Trent Williams being injured. Or oh, was it in the comments last week? Where you at now? <laughs> right? He did a fantastic job. Bum ass hippie. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> look, look, t- uh, you know, I think, I think the, the, the biggest key in this game, and we're not going to know. What they're going to be able to do, uh, you know, as good as they are, is the defense of the 49ers. I think that's the key um, in this game. The, the Like we said, the Eagles um, have a more rounded defense than the Cowboys. Uh, their pass rush is really good. Uh, they, they can disrupt. The Cowboys kind of gave the, the Eagles the, the blueprint a bit um, to uh, make Mr. Irrelevant look human, right? 19 of 29, 214, averaged seven yards a, a, a completion, no touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. Wouldn't know what that's like as a Cowboys fan, but whatever. Um, but no, the so the Eagles defense has the blueprint right there to, to keep the Niners from using the weapons that they have. Um, the, the, you know, so to me it's, it's can – the Niners defense, and there's no reason to believe that they can't stop the Eagles from doing what the Eagles offense is going to do, 
with a healthy Jalen Hurts and all the weapons that they have. Because, you know, as we talked about, there was opportunities for the Cowboys offense to put more points on the board. So can the Eagles exploit and make those opportunities happen for themselves and get this game a little bit more open than we think is going to happen? Or, you know, is is it going to be a little bit tighter? That that's going to be the thing. I'm I'm going to I'm going to kind of agree with the with the committee here and and that it is going to be more of an even matchup. Um and that definitely the under. If you're going to bet this, bet the under. Don't don't be don't be stupid. I I think this is going to be this is a, this is going to be a a lower scoring matchup. Um I either have to pick the team that eliminated my team or I have to pick the team that I hate. So uh, th- this just sucks either way, um, but I I gotta go, I gotta go Philly I I do like I I've a, a Ben's a, against my what I w- would hope I can't even say better judgment better because judgment. <laughs> because better judgment I don't, think, I don't think you give me shifting in Philly but that you you do the same thing yes but you're a fan That's you it. picked the Eagles and said go Niners right playing both sides of the coin. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm but I'm the guy who sits on the win, fence. <clears throat> um, and again, this might change. Yeah, no, you beat me to it, Jim. I was going to apologize for all the times I accused you of straddling the fence <laughs> on, on five discussions pod. That's you know, it. look, I, I've I've argued for the Eagles at points this year to be higher on on power rankings than other people are willing to put them. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, more on that later. Um, but yeah, look, I I don't like admitting it, but to to be fully objective here, the Eagles are the best team. Um, they look healthy and they look to be the best team, and they're at home. So, um, I, I I think I think they have they have that edge until proven otherwise. Let me summarize it the way I did on the Earnestly Speaking pod because I think he Thanks. said modestly. I think oh thank you. I think modestly as he says. Um, I did a good job putting it this way. The point of any defense first and foremost is to make an offense one-dimensional, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Turnovers and all that is just happy bonuses. Sure. If an offense is made one-dimensional, what dimension do you force upon the Eagles? Do you make Jalen Hurts throw? Are you not worried about that? Or do you hope that you, you take the pass away and then let the Eagles run? Both of those don't sound like stellar plans. But let's focus on the fact like, let's say you take the run away from the Eagles somehow and you dare Jalen Hurts to throw. Where with the Niners, you're going to lean more towards, I'm going to take the run away from the Niners. That's more obvious. If both teams' defenses are successful, which we believe they have a chance of being, in forcing their opponents to be one-dimensional, who do you believe in better? Right? And at that point, you have to believe in Hurts over putting stock in Brock. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, um, for 90 fans, that may not be Purdy, but those are the facts of the case. Good God. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I didn't make a uh, – hold on. I didn't make a thing for the uh, AFC game. Let me just uh, – oh, no, it was just oh, NFL Championship gosh. weekend. I thought I did yeah, uh, for both. Yeah, you showed it to me earlier. There we go. Um, oh, no, I meant the, uh, the the scrolling banner. I just did one for oh, gotcha. the uh, the NFL Championship weekend. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's transition to – uh, the late game on Sunday, Kyle, because we go in order in this show. Um, so, this one uh, of the schedule, not an interest. But this one uh, Sunday at six thirty on uh, CBS. It is the number three seed Bengals, who are one and a half point road favorite at number one seed Kansas City. Uh, and your over under on this one is forty seven. Uh, of course, one of the big elements um, is the is the health and the status of Patrick Mahomes uh, will certainly be limited. Um, but 
you know, there's there's buzz about will uh, Mahomes be on the field. Uh, I am not a degenerate betting man like Ernest EJ Christian, um, but the uh, the smart money uh, would be that Mahomes will be on the field. If you think Mahomes isn't playing in this game, uh, you're out of your freaking mind. Uh, let's be honest. At, at what percent healthy is he going to be is a whole different story, but I think he is one uh, 100% going to be on the field. Uh, but Matt, let's start with you, uh, Cincy and Casey. It's tough to really put much stock in, in Kansas city just because of the uncertainty around Patrick Mahomes. And, and I get that he is still a great quarterback, even on one leg, but I think that you're going to be facing a team that has more weapons to win a shootout. If it comes to that in Cincinnati. So give me the over and give me the Bengals in this one. All right, Kyle. You know, I noticed that in that graphic that that Patrick Mahomes is like doing kind of a scream. Is that because he stepped on his bad ankle? Um, <laughs> no. And listen, I make that joke to basically set up my point. And I've said it many places. I make the argument, too, that the Bengals have a better defense. But that's a separate question. It is Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. At the end of the day, <clears throat> I think that this is going to be a closer game anyway, right? I think it's going to come down to Joey Burr making one or two more big throws than Patrick LeVon Mahomes II in a situation to where, you know, maybe maybe Patrick LeVon Mahomes II finds Travis Michael Kelsey down the field. Yeah, I looked it up. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and he has him down the field, but he misses him in a, in a way that he would normally hit the target because his foot is hurt. I'm looking for something that small that may decide this game. And who knows? Maybe uh, the Bengals defense will take advantage and make this a blowout, in which case, you know, I see that De Devin has the under here. That's obviously what you're predicting. I get that. That's not a bad prediction either. To Matt's point, this is why this is so damn hard to pick. What the bleep do you do? But I see a team with a potential de team of destiny, an obvious chip on their shoulder, and a history of going on the road and handling business in the postseason from a dude who's one bad mamma jamma and is simply two games away from middle name status, right? Um, um, so, yeah, I got the Bengals here. Um, I, I, but for my money, if you want to take the Bengals, if they're getting points, which I doubt, um, if you want to take the Bengals for the win here, cool. Do not bet the over-under on this game. That is a very difficult oh, thing yeah. to ascertain. Yeah. All right, EJ. Yeah, the over-under is actually the toughest of the two. Because <laughs> to me, honestly, Mahomes healthy or not. Obviously, Mahomes healthy gives you obviously gives you a chance to win the game. But even if Mahomes 100% in this game, I'm still picking Cincinnati to win this game. Because mm -hmm. those Bengals receivers are a nightmare for the Chiefs secondary. Fair. They're, they're a nightmare. Um, they're, they're, they're a better team. It's like last year. They're a better team all, all, all around. So Cincinnati, you know, the light opened in KC minus two. Now it's Cincinnati. Since he minus one, was it one? You had one and a half, you said? Uh, yeah, currently at one and a half. Right. And somehow going at one, some at two. Bengals win this game. They cover. Um, the over under is the, is the bigger the bigger uh, issue here. Uh, I'll, I'll go over for the sake of it. This stuff wouldn't embed it, obviously, like Kyle said. But uh, no, Cincinnati was win this game regardless of Mahomes is healthy or not. Just a better team. Yeah, you're not going to hear me say this a whole lot on this show, but I agree with EJ. Oh, <laughs> damn! Um, yeah, if if Mahomes is playing and healthy, I still have the Bengals. Yeah. Um, uh, but they again, 
it's it, there's uh, there's all of these kind of un- unmeasured intangibles that right now just seem to be leaning in the in the Bengals' favor. This this bulletin board material, this chip on their shoulder. They're playing with an with an edge and aggression that um, that I don't. I don't. I don't really see in any out of any of the teams that made the AFC playoffs at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're playing like a team possessed that that does not want to be denied. Um, and, and guy, one more thing, a, a guy who stepped up on 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 Sunday against Buffalo that didn't get his flowers, Joe Mixon, hundred yeah. yards. They they they, they can mix it up. You pick your poison. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, they and can and. Mix it up. There we go. There it is. There it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's the like I said, Mahomes is playing. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals, but but th- this one, this one has the potential to get ugly. Um, like, like I, I really, I, I really do think that. So, I mean, obviously taking the Bengals to cover. I'm going to take the over because I, I think, I don't think you're going to see the Bengals let up. Uh, like I, I think, no. I think they are are going two finger salute at the at the NFL and everybody who thinks they can be proved otherwise. And I, I don't think they slow down. I don't think they let up. I don't, I don't think they care. Um, and and I think you're going to hit a point. And again, it, it's with the health of Mahomes. Um, he's going to be limited. Uh, he he's going to. I don't think he's going to be able to do the Mahomes things that that give the the chiefs that that edge that they normally have and i think this crowd's going to be taken out of it quick and the bengals aren't going to let up so yeah bengals i think the bengals are going to going to win what's going to look to be alarmingly by a lot yeah uh, well and i'll say this to get some more love from mikey burnin is commenting over and above the fact he's a giant homer um <laughs> that permeates through homer the homer look at some of the guys that they have right trey hendrickson is a guy I covered his Shrine game. He did not get the defensive MVP of the game. I voted for him, but he was overlooked. Eli Apple, EJ could tell you all about him as much as he loathes the Giants as a oh, Cowboy fan. Like and how often, <laughs> how often that Eli Apple's been burdened toast in other times, but you know he hears that all over the place. He had to answer questions about that at the Super Bowl last year. I, I was there for those Zooms which I hope they're in person this year, but I digress. Um, you don't think he's going to carry that underdog mentality into this game facing Patrick LeVar Mahomes, the second in company. And that's just two guys of a group that lives on, even though the fact that the new consensus is that Joey Burr is probably the number two quarterback in the league overall. They're still finding a way to make themselves underdogs. Zach Taylor is completely underappreciated like that. I'm not saying he's Brian Dayball good. Take it easy, EJ. But, you know. Bull crap. There's not enough talk about that, I think. Yeah, yeah. They definitely just, I mean, talent up and down uh, with that team. And, and they're they're going to be here. Uh, they're going to be here as long as they can do it salary cap wise. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's. What, what kind of world we? What, what kind of world we live in now? Where the Bengals now are, are not just a good team, but actually a great team. Like, and it, it happened quick. One yeah. we have never seen before. Yeah. Right. Like right. even Carson Palmer's uh, Bengals with uh, T.J. Husmanjada and uh, Ocho Cinco, um, or Chad Johnson for you non-believers out there, and that receiver core with um, 
Oh, who the hell was the running back back then? Um, uh, Ruben, um, no, Rudy Johnson. There we go. Uh, back when you had thousand yard backs on a regular basis, right? Like when you had that group and that defense before Vontez Perfect became the dirtiest player in the NFL. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that they were never this good. Right. right. And not just because they didn't make the Super Bowl. Like the division was even harder. Shit, back. Not even Boomer Sison led fucking Bengals were this good. Um yeah, pretty good. Rack, yeah. That, yeah, they, Rudy uh, Johnson, Cedric Benson. Which, which one do you want? What a fucking Homer. Hey, I want credit for remembering Homer. Rudy Johnson, bitch. Yeah, I'll give you credit on that one for sure. For sure. Rudy. Rudy. I, I did forget yeah, there you go. There's your favorite movie, EJ. He was not off of him. <laughs> you brought it up. Number one. <laughs> number one pick. I did, I did forget Cedric Benson because compared to Rudy Johnson, he was forgettable. I said it. Anyways. Um no, but yeah, that group um, was never anything like this. And you're talking about Esiason and company. I'm not going to go there because the comparisons are completely different. Mm-hmm. Boomer Esiason would not be a successful quarterback in this NFL. You don't think so? No, no. I don't. No. Um, no, no, no. The conversations we've had about mobility and such. Uh, Devin has Bengals in the under. Uh, Mike has Homer. Uh, the Bengals and the over as well. No, no surprise there from. Uh, from Mikey B and and I mean let's be fair we should expect no different um at a mic on that one but let's uh we're running out of these EJ we're running out I'm just getting sad but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do it while we can there it is Hey, you dance with it, fucker. That's what you told <laughs> I got to do something to lighten this bitch up. Anyway. All right. Power <laughs> rankings. There's only four teams left, EJ, for the podcast listeners. Rank them. got it wrong. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Four Chiefs, three Eagles, two Niners, one Bengals. We're on the verge of having a Super Bowl 23. Just stand there and you're wrong. This and be wrong and get used to it. Of course we're used to it. He has a damn T-shirt. <laughs> That's right. Tpublic.com. I mean, I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I almost just for the sake of pissing off Kyle, was the two way to be with the uh, Niners and Eagles. But Jim wouldn't have allowed. I wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have got given that. To, I gave it to you once so, this year. So I'll say it. Two way to be Niners and Eagles. I'll just say it. But you're still wrong. Um, Casey, put, this is my assignment. Then. God damn it, my assignment. <laughs> the Bengals look like the best team right now of the four right now. Yeah, Matt. Matt and I were were ready to to blow a gasket if you didn't have the Chiefs at four. Oh, so I mean, so I mean, you at least got that one right. For the record, even Mahomes not being healthy was still this still been at four. I don't get that, but well, I won't even open because it. I think those other two teams. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, sir, I, I think Philly and San Francisco better team right, right now, better than Kansas City. How with a healthy Mahomes? Segment, do you put the Eagles worse than the Niners in your segment? How the hell? Does that nonsense work? Do A to B, buddy. No. no. How does that work? You How's said what? do A to B. You still have the Niners higher. You're right. You're still wrong, even with your trash. I put the Eagles today. Well, and, and we're doing your power rankings yes. today. Morning, I might feel better and put the fucking Niners as a, as, as a winner on Sunday. I told you it's ready, dude. See me on I kickoff. I mean, I mean, 2.55 p.m. I mean, I have a winner for this fucking game. Jim. I don't normally guilt tip you, but keep in mind you designed the T-shirt for him before you did me. I want you to remember. I know, that. I know. But but <laughs> does it does it just come down to you've had the Niners above most of the year, like or yeah. 
Oh, wait, is it oh. about trust? Who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? <laughs> I mean, they were number one last week. Well, I'm not going to happen for two spots for a tough game with Dallas, who was clearly a good team. So let's you know? put some context on it. The Bengals okay. didn't have their best game in a division game where physics get wacky, as we've said many times, mm-hmm. and they needed a defensive tackle return to capitalize on a backup quarterback. You had a good defense for that that week. Um, I, t- I told you I was less concerned about that because of the optics of that that rivalry, that division. Yeah, that's you know, but that's how they jumped to one. I get it, man. Like, I'm trying to defend you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, nice. About fucking time, <laughs> god damn it. Shut up, bitch. But you're not. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> but your number two is still awful, Niner fan. So Philly, Philly number two? Yeah. I have Philly at two. I, yeah, I have Cincy, Philly, San Fran, Wait. and Kansas City. Again, as 2A, 2B. As, as, as one's wrong a Cowboy one. fan, aren't you required to say that the uh, Eagles are number two? I'm, well. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I see what you did. I see what you did there. Yeah, no, I. It's they're 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 the number one seed. They're the home. They're the home team. They're the home seed. Um, they to me, it's more about the fact that like the Eagles erased the the the, the doubts or the questions that some people had, um, in terms of health, um, of Jalen Hurts, and when you're when you're talking about a guy who's in the MVP discussion, um. Yeah, he showed that he's healthy, and uh, uh, to me, uh, again, I'm not happy about this. Okay, but <laughs> like, like I'm I'm a I'm a beaten and broken man at this point. Um, but it, to me, it's just it's 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 the reality of the situation. The the Eagles are and should be uh, higher than the 49ers this week. Any other any other thoughts on it, gentlemen? Just given the factors that you get, it, a lot of your ratings have been based on what you are going to look at next week. So, you know, you had the Eagles low because of the question marks for Hertz. Those were answered. Now he's playing at home in Philly against the, the Niners who just had an absolute slugfest with the Cowboys, whereas the, the Eagles were resting players by the end of the game cruise control let me be clear though don't look at it as a two and three i, I it's, it's close because again when, when i when i well when obviously I, when it's I, close when, it's two and three no, when I'm, when I'm, <laughs> even no, if it's two a and two b I, I would, I would, no he I, I didn't do two a two b because he wouldn't allow me he wouldn't allow it that's right because that's bullshit and, and, okay i'm just letting you know my point is when i did these rankings bull crap last night i i i had sanford winning against philadelphia this week I switch again this week. So tomorrow, so tomorrow, I, I, I might feel differently and put, put fully in too. So yeah, we get you live in Florida. You're comfortable flip flopping. I get that. EJ, you didn't like, send these to me last night though. But I did them last night, and I, I sleep on them to make sure I feel the same. But you, way. and then, but that still didn't matter. You sent them to me today. You could have, well, you could have changed me, it on this program. Let me defend Matt's point that he made very cogently that EJ walked all over with trying to defend two A and two B like a tool. <laughs> um. At you want you, you want a clarity, so I need clarity. Point, at this point, you shouldn't need to say it's close um, for number two and number three with the final four in the NFL. Like that's implied at this juncture, mm-hmm. right? Or if it is distant, you'll make that note during the segment. I, you don't need two way into. I, I guess the word is definitive. It's not definitive. 
Yes. Casey's, Casey's clear number four. Clear number four. And that's even with the healthy Mahomes. No, I'm not opening that can. I'm not doing it because it's, it's that's, no. That's Nothing is with, with, with Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second healthy. I think. But here's okay, wait, wait. Quarterback with middle, uh, with middle name status on the list. You can't. It ain't. I like the other three teams on that list are better. Again, we said this in the podcast today. Better teams. Teams. Here's the deal. If, if you, with a healthy Mahomes, if you want to make a case. For the Chiefs at four, I'll listen to the case to declare that they are clearly the fourth. Definitive was the word. Are these four? Yeah, I think they are. With a healthy Mahomes. Yeah. With a healthy four. Mahomes, I'm not saying they're definitively four. I may hear a case and agree with the fact that they may be the fourth best team right now. But I mean, if you want to ignore, ignore Chris Jones on the um, Chiefs' defensive front, you go right ahead. The Jags made that mistake too. The right, Jags. but it's like okay, like but again, it's. I'm willing to hear a case, and it's not it's not that 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 the Chiefs are bad. It's that other teams are better at this point. Like, I, I'll listen. I'll, like I'm saying, I'm, I'll listen to an argument if you want to make the case. the The problem I have would be the the, the word definitive. I I think. Well, I think these three defenses are better than Kansas City's. Clearly, I mean, you, know, you can't argue that. Certainly, the Niners. Certainly, the Eagles. And I would say the Bengals as well too. So there's one. The only the only clear advantage they have, and I think clear, I mean one and two could be, is the quarterback. After after quarterback, the and, most and, important and Travis, Kel- and Travis Kelsey. Right, right. Well, oh, that, so but, you mean? But again, team, team, team. Okay. Team is all great, but what you're not remembering is matchups, matchups. If Chris Jones swallows Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts. Nobody cares about the team, the team. <laughs> Joey Burr and the Bengals got crushed early because he couldn't connect with his receivers who were still just as amazing now as they are earlier in the year. The problem is Joey Burr wasn't home. It didn't matter what team. So let me, let me ask you this then. Period, Chiefs, point blank, end of story. Chiefs By the Niners. Way, this team also lost to Riptide Rush at one point. Do we need to sell out on that? Like, no. Which is <laughs> September when you were saying the appendectomy was still being said. Don't make my point back to me. That doesn't make you any more correct. It only makes me more right, right? But that team performs better now that, you know, listen, Joey Burr, I would not be surprised if Joey Burr earns middle name status and forces me to do a goddamn Google shirts while I'm there in Arizona. I get it. I'll probably do it in advance of the trip because I'm good at preparation. The punchline's this. These the matchups to me when you get into this nitty gritty are the difference, and I don't I don't have a clear advantage on the defensive, especially in the offensive interior. For well, actually, the Eagles might have one because Jason Kelsey is a bad mamma jamma at center, so there's that. But um, the Niners center is isn't necessarily super great. He's obviously not bad. He's on a, a damn. Final Four team, <laughs> and and one of the best running games in the Niffle. I get it. Supporting Mister Irrelevant and two other starting quarterbacks. But please tell me why Kyle Shanahan isn't the Coach of the Year candidate. <clears throat> Anyways, because Doug Peterson's the Coach of the Year. Well, no, I said candidate. <laughs> right. I. Uh, was, you don't need to put the clown face on me. EJ's the tool. <laughs> Joseph um, Lee Burrow. Just your uh, middle name for you. I really wish you hadn't got Mikey Byrne all excited already. <laughs> like, Why is that? Burn that shit. 
he's there already. He's, he went to the fucking Super Bowl. He should, we should have given this shit last year. EJ. There's, there's, there's only, and, 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 and I'll tell you what, that's a good conversation for next week for when we simulcast on Wednesday because of certain schedule conflicts, right, Big Jim? That is correct. So, uh, EJ, I get what you're saying, <clears throat> but Joseph <laughs> Vincent Flacco is a Super Bowl champion. So don't use the Super Bowl to uh, puff up your middle name argument, okay? We would never – if we use Joe Flacco as an art – he wasn't even the best player on his fucking team. So, no. Right, but you, you, you declared the middle name for Joe Burrow, and your defense was he's you been to a Super Bowl. You don't think it deserves a little name status? Hell, Lamar Jackson got that. He hasn't even I don't, I don't need yet. something for next week. I already teased the fucking show. <laughs> There's your title, Joseph Lee Burrow. I I don't I don't do I don't do the middle name thing, so I, I don't get to that's make Kyle, the qualification. That's a Kyle, that's a Kyle thing. Um, but yeah, the, Kyle, that's a, that's a good point. I did forget to bring that up earlier. There will be no huddle up uh, next week. Um, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of this weird week anyway with uh, between the uh, championship game and the Super Bowl preview. But yeah, uh, at least myself. I don't know about anybody else on the panel, but we will be joining you on the Student of the Game Wednesday on the Huddle Up podcast. YouTube channel as well as everywhere else. You'll hear Kyle. Yeah, Jim, it's it's a I'm it's so pissed. student of the game simulcast, baby. I'm, You're not I'm so pissed though. The fans. We are combining our forces. Jim, I'm so pissed though that you're doing this because like we made through the entire year with no breaks and then literally at the fucking end of the year it's like, ah, we go off. Well <laughs> it's a simulcast. Yeah. So, bitch, Get it right. It. Get it right. Um <laughs> but yeah, so there will be no uh, actual huddle up next week. Um, but it's, maybe it'll end up on the podcast feed, but we'll, my people will talk to Kyle's people and we'll figure those details out. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts to the, uh, to the power rankings? We can only tell e EJ he's wrong so many times, uh, on an episode. Uh, so let's go to, uh, this. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I guarantees, gentlemen, um, for this upcoming weekend, uh, EJ, we'll start with you. I guarantee that at 2.59 p.m. on Sunday, I still don't know who's going to win this fucking game to the Eagles. The fucking Niners. <laughs> Ping! I lock you that right now. I believe that. I believe that, actually. Uh, that's, Go heat, bitch. That's <laughs> no, not good. By the way, credit to you, EJ Christian, for not complaining about Brandon Staley for the first time. <laughs> In this NFL, the entire world did for me. I'm good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, uh, my um, mine is going to be because I'll leave it to the two that uh, have their team still playing this weekend to get theirs in last. Uh, but mine is that it's the Eagles' defense is going to force uh, two or more turnovers, and that's going to be the difference uh, in the NFC Championship. But really, for the first time, uh, Brock Purdy is going to look extremely human. Uh, in this one, so that's my. Lock it up. Saying that, Jim. What's that? Did I feel disgusting saying that? Dude, that's that whole thing's gross. Okay, just. <laughs> with you, brother. I'm dealing with it. No, you're not, because you're still laughing. I'm not laughing. I hate the. So I can do is laugh, dude. I hate the. Allegedly, bullcrap. My, my fucking boss went to the game yet on on Saturday and was talking shit all week. He's an Eagles fan. Oh, oh, my. My team leader has been uh, in our team video in different Eagles gear every day, 
and I'm sure that will continue through the remainder of this week. Hi, Bryce. Because uh, he listens, so um, so I'm sure I will, I will I will get reaction to that as well. Uh, but Kyle, what is your lock for this weekend? You know, Jim, you called me a bitch twice on your show through the soundboard, and I loved every minute of it. And then you more, came out with this lock of yours with Kinky. that bullshit, and now I'm actually insulted. <laughs> Three times. No, I, <laughs> no, the third one was you, Pana. Anyways, um, ignore that. What the fuck, EJ, <laughs> shut up, bitch. Oh, that's me. That's two for me now. <laughs> All right, high five. Um, no, listen. Um, you know, I think it works for me because my name's not Mike Byrne. Um, my lock is that the Bengals are winning. Right. Lock it up. Easy enough. Easy enough. Matt, how about you? I'm going to go into that game, and I'm going to say that Travis Kelsey scores two touchdowns against the Bengals, but is not the top touchdown scorer of the game. Oh, Jamar will have a three-peat. So Jamar, I like that. When it comes to Jamar, the Chiefs won't be able to give chase. I hear you. Oh, ridiculous. Lock it up. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mike has uh, Trey Hendrickson has multiple sacks, gives the Bengals the stops needed to make Can it. Can we do better than multiple, like two, three, five, To make it what? back to the superb owl. Uh, and we will. The superb owl. That was last year's title for the show, remember? Uh, that, that will be this year's. Uh, that will be this year's as well, because I think there's some sort of weird. So two yeah, and a half. He's going. I respect that, Mikey Burke. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with the uh, with the NFL. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay to get in trouble with the Audubon Society. Is that it? <laughs> the show two weeks from now will be the superb owl. What year? What number is it? Fifty six or? I've actually lost track of this shit now. What is what is the number this year? Fifty seven, right? Uh, yeah, fifty seven. So it'll be, it'll be uh, superb. Really? Damn. So it'll be superb owl fifty seven. That was a guess, dude. Uh, preview. Uh, in uh, in two weeks. Um, but uh, all right, that's that's we're gonna close it up for this week. Another fun one, gentlemen. Uh, Matt, plug away. Yep, absolutely. And speaking of owls, shout out to the Temple Owls taking down the number one seeded Houston. What a win. Yeah, By the way, I don't host the number one team when I cover the UCF basketball tomorrow night. You <laughs> no, Big I win. Nice for nice for a Philly team to finally get the win over a Houston team in a big game like that. So uh, you can follow me across all platforms. It's at <gasps> teaching to the choir. You can listen to me on Thursdays and Tuesdays on the three CT podcast once, maybe twice a year on the earnestly speaking podcast. If his kids are dunking on him that night or choke holding him or whatever they have going on <laughs> in recent times. Uh, and then starting in a few weeks here, we'll be at the pitch where I talk all things soccer and baseball, including Premier League, MLS, and MLB primarily. I'm looking forward to that, Matt, after that podcast. Very yeah, good, very good. EJ? Listen to me whine about West Ham being relegated in next season. <laughs> uh, EJ, go ahead. Plug away. Of course, Ursula Podcast across all podcast catchers. I just did a show with you, Kyle, today, of course. Check it out. A great episode as well. I have another one dropping tomorrow. Uh, my buddy, Jordan Ruscarini, which you guys should be interested in that, uh, Matt and uh, Jim. Uh, he's also a big Notre Dame guy as well, too. Uh, so uh, we'll talk a little Notre I'm Dame right there. Fourth Notre Dame fan. That's all. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I got Rob Barnett also, Minus Wrestling, coming on as well. Uh, that's dropping on Thursday. Nice. Night, so that's where Rumble preview and all that good stuff. Um, other than that, um, that show, Ticket Wrestling every Thursday, of course. 
Um, other than that, Eat Seven on Twitter. Guys, I mean, it's coming up to the end, man. I, I'm, I'm getting sad. I'm p- fucking pissed at those show next week. God darn it. There is a show. It's no hold up. It's not, it's not, it's not hold up. It's not hold up, though. Yeah, it is. I don't, a, I don't get a soundboard. Oh, there'll be a soundboard. Jim's okay. on the show. There'll be a soundboard. Oh, you hit good. me? Oh, Thank you. I want to hear another fucking good, good, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, oh, sorry, shut up, bitch. Overrun the three and a half for me next week. Over. Over. Hammer the over. Nothing but a degenerate. <laughs> so, yeah. Very good, Kyle. Circus next week. Christ, yeah, and I'm going to be doing just that on the Huddle Up Podcast channel on YouTube. Look out for that, of course. I am Kyle Nash, student again. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Check out my writings and my appearance with the Black and Gold Banneret while I'll be wrapping up the number three Houston. No. I had to make that joke. Why? <laughs> oh. um, the number three Houston uh, uh, Houston uh, Cougars coming to town to battle the UCF Knights. It was a pretty close outing when they went to their building, but UCF has sustained some injuries. Will we see Darius Johnson in that game? Will Michael Dare be back? I'm thinking one of the two will be back, and hopefully it will be as close a game. Otherwise, well, might be a long Wednesday. But what do you mean Wednesday? Yeah, I'm pre-recording the show. I've already had Mikey Byrne of the Five for Fighting podcast on, recorded with him, and also Brian Paul. That's right, BP from A7BN Sports, Captain and Company Morning Show on OldSchool101.com. So that was a fun time talking AFC and all that stuff. And I guarantee you I got better analysis than any Homer could offer. That's why BP was on the show. Homer. So, no, and I make jokes, but BP had an excellent contribution all the way around as well as Mikey Byrne. I thought, listen, the breakdown was hot. I loved all of it because it was Mikey Byrne. It was a great time all the way around. Um, of course, check out my work as well with the Three Point Conversion, who I have uh, been on the Three Point Conversion radio in Atlanta the past couple weeks. So check that out there in the pod if you wish to. There as well, over and above Arizona. That's right, the Super Bowl is coming, and I will be with there with the Three Point Conversion team and A7BN Sports Captain Company Morning Show with my friend Captain Chris Hill on OldSchool101.com. An honor, joy, and privilege, fellas. Um, look out for my work coming out. You'll see some stuff pop up on my socials as well surrounding the Orlando Guardians. That's right, the new XFL team, which will drop the week after the Super Bowl and their home opener on the 26th, if I remember correctly. So that should be fun all the way around. Um, until next time, gents, ladies and gents, class dismissed. Good guy, so busy, Kyle, so busy. That's, that's how he does it, EJ. But you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Uh, make sure uh, you are following along with the show on uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. All of it is at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, you can get the merchandise over at tpublic.com. Hit the link tree and all of our social medias. That's the easiest way uh, to stay connected. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. Rate and review where possible, uh, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, and if you enjoy the show, share it with somebody uh, who you think uh, will enjoy it as well. Just because the uh, the NFL uh, is is winding down, it doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We have a great offseason program with tons of great topics uh, that we will dive into because we did we don't get the chance. Uh, during uh, during the football season. So uh, teams go into their off-season program, so do we, uh, but do not miss a minute of it. So stay subscribed 
and uh, and and spread the word. Until next week, when we are simulcasting with the student of the game, or until uh, later on. Please stay safe, stay smart, and as always, go for the win. <laughs>